Welcome to the Bariatric Podcast, the weight loss surgery podcast coming to you from Central Texas. I'm your host, Chip Reynolds, and today is September 17th, 2017. This is episode 13 of the Bariatric Podcast. Thank you for listening. In this episode, I'll be talking about my experience with maintaining my goal weight, dealing with weight regain or loss after adversity, and the importance of recognizing when you need help. If you have questions or comments for the show, please like us on Facebook. We can be found at facebook.com slash bariatricpodcast, or you can email the show at bariatricpodcast at gmail.com. To start the show, here is my progress report. I'm 46 years old. My heaviest weight was 356 pounds. My surgery weight was 320 pounds. My current weight is 161 pounds, and my goal weight was 170 pounds. I had a gastric bypass performed on December 7th, 2015. Let's get started. So I am now 21 and a half months post-op. When I had my plastic surgery at 13 months post-op, I was 176 pounds, and after I'd recovered, I was at my goal weight of 170. From there, I lost another three pounds to get to 167, and that's where I maintained my weight for about seven months. Once I hit my goal weight, I had a pretty good handle on my eating habits. I eat five to six times per day with three meals and two to three snacks, although in most cases, the portion sizes are similar throughout the entire day. I quit logging my food intake in the MyFitnessPal app because I felt that was where I needed to be and could monitor it without having to do the logging. I was comfortable with my portion sizes and the timing of all my meals. I also maintained the 30-minute rule to separate eating and drinking at all times. I could no longer tell you exactly how many grams of anything I was eating, but I developed good habits and felt pretty sure I was getting what I needed by making good choices for what I ate. I still work on getting my protein first at every meal and concentrate on drinking enough water throughout the day. I also pay attention to my carbs and I'm confident I'm getting as many grams as I need to every day. After maintaining my weight at 167 for 7 months, I did have some bad news in my personal life. I was down for a while and it affected my eating and exercise plans. Now I know for a lot of folks, they gained weight in the first place because of unhealthy eating habits while they were down emotionally or mentally. Depression can make people seek out comfort in many ways and one of those ways is eating. That was a contributing factor to my weight gain for years before my surgery. I didn't feel good emotionally? Go eat a cheeseburger, maybe two. Had a bad day at work? Order a couple of pizzas, call one dinner, and the other one breakfast. My concern for myself since surgery has been falling back into those old habits and regaining weight. I set a strict upper limit on weight regain at 175 pounds. If I got back to 175, I would start logging all my food again to make sure I continue to make smart choices. Now I know that I could make all the right choices and put weight back on through continued exercise, so it's not that I don't want to regain at all. I just promised myself that if I started to regain weight, I would explore why and make sure I was staying healthy. On the other end of the spectrum, I also promised myself that if I started losing weight again and made it down to 150 pounds, I would start logging my food. Every time I go to the hospital for a support group, I get a little printout from the scale that says my ideal body weight is 145 pounds. Now that's what the scale calculates for me at a BMI of 20, but I haven't been 145 pounds since my senior year of high school, and I truly feel that that is too low of a weight for me to be happy or healthy. 
When I set these goals, I was truly more worried about the regain than I was for the loss. I remember saying in front of someone that didn't know that I had had the surgery that I was deathly scared of putting on even five pounds, and he asked me about that. After I'd explained it, he understood what I meant, but I can see how from the outside a statement like that could be strange. I continue to weigh myself pretty much on a daily basis, and always under the same circumstances. Right before I get into the shower, and if I've gone for a run that day, it's after the run. On longer run days, I may be a little dehydrated, and my weight may appear to be lower, but I was able to stay within a few pounds of 167 once I hit that weight. So in August, when I had a tough situation come up, I saw it affect my eating and my weight, but it wasn't how I expected it to be. For me, the hormones that control hunger have never fully returned. I can recognize what my body feels like when I have gone for an extended period of time without eating, but I never actually feel hungry. When I was dealing with my situation, I just didn't feel like eating. And the situation bothered me enough that I turned to running even more miles to just get my head clear and make myself exhausted enough to sleep at night so I didn't have to think about it. I was running 6-10 to 10 miles a day, sometimes longer, every day, and I wasn't eating nearly enough to sustain that level of exertion without burning off extra weight. Within 10 days, I'd lost more than 15 pounds. I got all the way down to 151 pounds before I really forced myself to pay attention to what was happening to me. Seeing my weight fall that low really was a wake-up similar to seeing my weight hit 356 pounds more than two years ago. I knew I had to commit to another change. I hadn't gotten all the way down to 150 pounds, so I let myself off the hook for going back to logging everything, but I promised myself I would fuel myself properly and get back on track with my eating. This was a difficult change to make. I still didn't feel like eating as I was working through my issues, but I did ask for help from friends. I've been blessed with an incredible support system. I have friends that are as close to me as family and I trust them absolutely. It was still hard to ask for help. I worried that I was bothering them with petty problems or a self-pity party and I should just suck it up and get on with my life. But I fought that idea and asked people to listen to what I was going through. I spent time talking about what was going on in my life and how it was affecting me. I got some good advice and I tried really hard to take it to heart. I got messages checking in on me from time to time to make sure I had eaten. One friend even recommended that I seek out professional help, and I promised that if I didn't start feeling better soon, I would. I made myself get back into a routine of regular eating. I picked my foods and meal times and then kept to them. I backed off my running a little to make sure I could catch up on my fueling. Now I've been vague about the situation because that's not what's important. What's important is how I reacted to it, how I allowed it to affect me, and ultimately how I dealt with it. I made a decision more than two years ago that I would make my health a priority. I started on a path to lose weight and to take much better care of myself, and I slipped. Now everyone reacts differently to their weight loss surgery. In group, I've heard many stories of people dealing with hunger immediately after their surgery. Some folks have had health issues that required additional procedures. I know a couple of people that went on feeding tubes for a while or were hospitalized for extended periods of time. To take that a step further, everyone will react differently to the stress in their lives, regardless of their situation. I didn't fall back on my old habits of binge eating to make myself feel better, but I did develop a new pattern. It's important to recognize those situations and to address them. In my case, I had set limits on where I wanted my weight to remain, and by getting too close to one of those limits, I was able to pull back from what was self-destructive behavior and make a better choice for myself. I was surprised that I had gotten so close to my lower limit, as I never thought I'd lose that much more weight, but I would have had a similar wake-up if my weight had gone back up and I hit the upper limit instead. By focusing on my eating and training, I've gotten my weight back up to 161 pounds. 
it's been an effort to gain weight, which is another thing I never thought I'd say. I've had great support from my friends and family, which is no surprise because I've been so blessed to have nothing but positive influences and encouragement since the very beginning of this journey. And by getting my health back on track physically, I've been able to deal with my situation in a more productive manner and feel much better now. If you find that you're having trouble maintaining your weight, it's important to do an honest assessment of why. It could be as simple as making some bad choices with eating or exercise, or it could be a situation similar to mine where an outside event has affected your emotional or mental health, which has in turn affected your physical health. It's easy to say that you should seek help when you find yourself in a tough situation, but it's often not so easy in practice to actually do it. But if you've made a decision to improve your life in some way, it's imperative that you make that change a priority. Recognize when you are in trouble and commit to seeking help to deal with it. But if you've made the decision to improve your life in some way, it's imperative that you make that change a priority. Recognize when you are in trouble and commit to seeking help to deal with it. Even if you're closeted about your choice to have bariatric surgery, there are likely a few people in your life you've trusted enough to share your story with. Keep them close and keep them informed of your progress. And don't hesitate to turn to them if you find yourself in a tough spot. As someone that has chosen to share his journey freely with anyone that will listen, I can tell you the amount of accountability I have in my life is tremendous. I knew that if I succeeded, I would be happy to share that success with everyone. On the flip side of that, if I wasn't successful, I'd have so many people that were expecting more from me, whether they ever voiced it or not. A day before I finalized my outline for this episode, a friend sent me a photo from one of my very first 5Ks. It was almost exactly 18 months ago, and I barely recognized the man in the photo. But I remember the day. I remember that I jogged the entire way and was so happy and proud when I finished. Another friend of mine took a video of me crossing the finish line that day and sent it to me and I remember how good it felt. I had to go back and look at the results to see that I finished that race in 40 minutes and 29 seconds with a pace of 13 minutes per mile because that's not what was important to me about that day. It was the accomplishment of finishing that race. That's what was important. I immediately shared that photo out on social media. I've also added it to the favorite album on my phone. I have a couple pictures of me in that album from before and I keep them where they are easily accessible so I can either show them to people or just remind myself of how far I've come. It's important to remember where I came from and how I got there. I'm not proud of how far I let myself go, but I am proud of the decision I made to change my life and the work that I put into that decision. I've said it many times before, but I have been truly blessed to have a new lease on life. I'm living my life now and I'm so much happier. By sharing my journey, I've had so many people tell me I've inspired them to make changes in their lives, and this has become so much bigger than me, and I see it now as a responsibility that I take very, very seriously. Just yesterday, I was able to reconnect with a friend over lunch after more than 15 years of not seeing each other. As we talked about my journey, she asked if we could explain it to her daughter. I showed them a picture of me from before surgery, and she explained to her daughter that I had made a lifestyle change to eat healthier and exercise more, and by doing that, I was able to transform myself from the person in the picture to the person that was sitting across the table from them. Moments like that are so powerful that I cannot put into words how it feels. Now I'd like to finish off the show with some thank yous. As always, thank you to the Carl R. Darnell Army Medical Center. The general surgery, plastic surgery, and nutrition clinics have all played an immense role in my success. Without their guidance, assistance, and encouragement, I would not have had the positive experiences I've had. Thank you to my friends with the Fort Hood Team RWB chapter. I know that they have my back in any situation, and I hope they know I have theirs. Thank you to all of my friends that have been there for me in my times of need. Your kindness, grace, and advice have been so very important to me. 
I would not be where I am today without your influence. Finally, I'd like to say thank you to you all for listening. Whether new or old to the show, I truly appreciate you. If you have any questions or comments for the show, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bariatricpodcast or email us at bariatricpodcast at gmail.com. I'll do my best to answer your questions or cover your concerns in a direct reply or in future episodes. Thank you for listening.